You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. So uh, tonight I felt to uh, share with you just something that, you know, God's laid on my heart and he's been just kind of dealing with just me, I guess, for over the last course of a few months. And uh, it was just, it's just a basic title. It says, I believe. And, uh, you know, feel free to say that with me tonight. I believe. I believe. All right, now, can we... Say it like we really mean it, like, I believe. I believe. I believe. Amen. There's someone to get a little testimony there. I believe. And those who are watching online tonight, uh, we, um, we encourage you just to join right in uh, virtually. Feel free to send in your comments and just uh, if you have prayer requests, feel free to mention that as well. And, um, and uh, so I just have a little short video I just wanted to play for you. Two, one, zero, all So I know all of you are probably just thinking, what in the world is, uh, what was that all about? And um, probably just thinking, is, uh, is this like a training thing for NASA tonight? <laughs> Although I did have somebody tell me one time, they said, you know, James, you're a little bit out there. So I guess it, it would kind of be suiting for him to say that tonight if he was here. He would say, you know, man, you, you are out there. But it's... Uh, Hopefully, this will all make sense. Like, what, what does uh, the man going to the moon have to do with I believe? But on the morning of July of 1969, the Apollo 11 astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldwin, and Michael Collins sat in the top section of a 363-foot rocket that had the thrust of 7.5 million pounds of thrust, which propelled them into space. So their mission was to set foot on the moon for the very first time. So after a few days of travel in space, on July 20th, 1969, the lunar module landed on the moon with only 30 seconds of fuel remaining. Like, just think about that. Like, one wrong miscalculation and uh, they're, they're out of fuel and then there, there's no Irvings up there. So, you know, there's, we're out of fuel. Like, <laughs> there's no one going to be, like, we can't even hitchhike. So Armstrong, he later confirmed that landing was the biggest concern because they're the first ones to ever land on the moon. So it's not like they can ask the last group of guys that went up, oh, so yeah, what was it like landing? Like, is there any specific spot? Like, did you guys leave a big X on the moon? Like, this is where to land? Like, this is the perfect spot? They were the first ones to go. And so he said in some of his, some of his testimonies that, there was a million things that could have gone wrong. 
And one, one wrong move could have resulted in the explosion of the lunar module. But at approximately, it was 10.56 p.m., Armstrong was the first human to plant his foot on the moon. And he said this statement, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. So this event took place 53 years ago. And those words are still echoed today in space exploration. So this process didn't happen overnight, but it was nearly a decade of research, training, experimenting that made it possible. So the entire NASA team believed they would accomplish their mission to set foot on the moon. So if I remember correctly, it was in 1961 that President Kennedy had announced that United States, by the end of this decade, would have an astronaut that would be stepping foot on the moon. And so it was something that prior to that, it would be just something that most of us would have just said, wow, that, that's, uh, like that would be impossible. And, uh, and I'm sure that many of us, like growing up, you know, at night, would be just outside looking at the stars and, you know, gazing at the moon. And, and I, I remember as a, as a child just remembering, like just, to, just staring at the moon, just, wow, I wonder what it would be like. And I even imagine like what it would have been like and I'm sure even Ab and Eve probably went on a romantic stroll a time or two through the Garden of Eden and maybe they were looking at the moon and the stars and maybe they were planning this romantic weekend getaway to the moon or something. And so for those who are planning Valentine's Day next week, that might be something to look into. But the fact that it's, it's something that they were determined to do and Despite all the obstacles, they made it happen. And it was just because it was something that they believed in. And uh, I don't know if I should say this or not, but there's a, there's a statement the pastor often says to us. And he always says, just see the vision. And uh, it always seems like it's uh, pertaining to a building project, but he would always say, you know, you just got to see the vision. You just got to, you just got to see it and just visualize what it's, what, what our end result's going to look like. And, and it just falls along the lines of just, I, I just believe, I believe. And um, so I wanted to turn our attention to it just a little bit on the story of Abraham. And I know it seems like lately we've just been like just really gearing down on the story of Abraham. Like Pastor and Brother Thornton have beautifully preached the story of Abraham uh, just recently to us. But there's something that, that kind of just got a hold of my spirit. And it was just all on Abraham's, his, his faith and his, that he just believed. He just believed in something. And so in verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 1 to 5, it says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take your son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I, which I shall tell you. So Abraham arose in the morning. So he, he didn't sleep in. He didn't hit the snooze button three times and then go, okay, I got to get up. 
But it says that he rose up early in the morning. And he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here while the donkey, with the donkey, while the lad, meaning Isaac, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Like, Abraham knew what God had asked him to do. So, um, so when you, when you think of the whole story, like, it's just, it's just amazing. So, Imagine knowing full well what God was asking of Abraham. So God had formed a, a covenant or this, this promise with Abraham. And then it took near over two decades for it to come to pass. And then finally there's the birth of Isaac. And then just a few years later, God is asking him uh, to go to a place to offer him as a sacrifice. And so for most of us, we'd be like, well, God, that does not make sense. Like, like you, you promised me that, that out of his seed would rise a great nation. But I just love the, um, like the attitude and, and the, the, the approach that Abram had. Like he, he could have easily just said, you know what, I think I'm going to have to just pray and fast about this. Make sure maybe God miss, maybe I misinterpreted what he said. And, but no, he just, it says he got up early in the morning and he prepared. And he, he went out to, to do what God had asked him to do. And it's because he believed, he believed with all his heart that no matter what will happen on the mountain, I'm going to be coming back down the mountain with my son. And I'm not going to be carrying him down the mountain. He's going to be walking back down the mountain with me. Like, he just, he just believed. Like, and uh, so Abraham, he knew that God would never go back on his word. And so, you know, if we just imagine for a moment that God, he's given each of us a promise. Like, God has formed a covenant with each and every one of us. And, and that promise is different for each and every one of us. And God is saying, you know what? Would you be willing to let go of that promise and lay it before me on the altar? Would you be willing to let it go? A lot of us would be like holding on to it, saying, no, God, you promised me this. You promised me this. And all God was saying is just, would you be willing to lay it on the altar? So Abraham, he just believed he believed that Isaac would come back down the mountain. And of course, as beautifully as Brother Thornton had shared on Sunday night, that God provided a, a, a sacrifice in Isaac's place. And, uh, you know, in Hebrews 11, it says, By faith, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac, and who he had received the promises offered his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Uh, so verse 19, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Like that's, the, that's uh, how much faith and belief Abraham had. And you know, like I'm thinking about that whole story, just, just for a moment I began to think, you know, like 
Like that was a true test of faith to Abraham. Because prior to his name being changed, Abraham struggled a little bit in trusting God. Because as you read, there's been a, there was a, a few times where he would, um, you know, mention to Sarah, you know, tell, tell the kings that, you know, you're my sister. And just because he was, he was trying to protect himself because he wasn't fully trusting God would provide and God would give him uh, protection. But after his name changed, I believe something spiritually happened inside of Abraham where he no longer had that, that issue of trust. He was just totally sold out for God. And he just believed, like, no matter what, what God is asking me, I truly believe. I just believe. I just believe that there's going to be a miracle that will happen on the mountain. And you know, there was. There was a miracle that took place. That just miraculously God provided a ram caught in the thicket, is what Brother Thornton had shared with us on Sunday. And if us tonight as a church, if we can kind of grasp and get a hold of that, just, just believe. You know, God has, he has something in store, in place for this church, for this year. There, there's, I don't know, I just can't seem to get away with, get away from, from what God has been just dealing with me and saying, you know, I, I, I am going to bring a revival to, to this city. I'm going to rebuild the city. Um, a few weeks ago, we, my wife and I, we were at King Square, and, and um, of course, we, we're doing a little video series called The, the King's Messengers, and um, afterwards, we began to re, uh, go through some of the reviews, and some of people were sharing some of the stories, and, um, you know, when we think about it, like, the, the, the birth of the Pentecostal movement in St. John began at King Square. So it's like we were sitting right here, just right at ground zero, and people were sharing like, like how, how it all started with just prayer meetings in King Square. And they began to sing praises unto God. And then just from it came the, the birth of three churches. And, um, you know, just that I just feel that like God really, really wants to rebuild and revive our city. And it, it's this year. And I just felt God say to me, James, if you would just lay down and let go and just lay before me and uh, uh, that, that things that you've been holding on to and just let go and just believe that th things are going to come to pass. Abraham knew that, that God would do a miracle. And today, God still specializes in miracles. There's things that go on that we don't even hear about that happen right here in our city. Lives that are being changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's something we don't even hear about. So, um, all through the gospels, there's just different testimonies or eyewitness accounts of the miraculous that took place. And uh, so there's a woman with the issue of blood that's found in Matthew chapter 19. And she believed that she could just reach out and touch the hem of his robe and be so discreet about it that no one would even notice her. 
you know, that she just felt like she would have to crawl through the crowd. And she just knew that as Jesus was walking by, I could just reach down and just, just as this robe would go by, I just know that I would be healed. Like, that is, that's, that's faith. And, and to do it in, in such a manner that, like, no one's going to even know that I was there. No one's even going to know that it just took place. But Jesus knew. And, and he wanted to let her faith be known. By, by calling out who touched me. It's all about just, I believe. Luke chapter 17, Jesus says to the ten lepers, thy faith has made uh, thee whole, and they were all healed. They cried out to Jesus, believing that he would be their only one true source of help. And it just comes down to, we just believe. We believe. We believe. In Luke chapter 18, there's a blind man that uh, cried out to Jesus to heal him. Because he believed by just meeting Jesus that he would be healed. And so, so as he heard the crowd stirring, he would ask, you know, what's, what's, go, what's, the, what's going on? And, and they said, you know, Jesus is coming. And he knew that if, if, I, could just, if I could just get close enough to him, I know that. I, I, I just believe that he would, he would heal me. And he just began to cry out, Jesus, Jesus, the son of David. And you know, it caught Jesus' attention. And he was healed all because of just that type of faith, just believing, like not looking at the, the circumstances, but just knowing that this is my moment of opportunity. And I just believe, like, the people around him were trying to get him to quiet down, and he was just even louder and louder, just, ah, Jesus! Because he knew this, is, this might be my only opportunity to receive my eyesight. So in each of these examples, God's divine power was applied in connection to their faith or in connection to their confidence in Christ. So tonight, we need to do just just. Be, do the same thing. Believe and say, Lord, I believe the miracle I need will happen. The answer to prayer will happen. In Matthew uh, chapter 14, uh, verses 26 to 29, it says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying it is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, or so, so he said Come, and when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go see Jesus. Now, I, I grew up on the water. I grew up in them. Um, fishing community and uh, that doesn't normally ever happen in fact I, i've seen some a few mishaps where some fishermen have fallen overboard and and um but you you think about it like there's a storm and there's uh waves coming there's seas coming into the boat and peter he just lord if it's you i'm coming to where you are and he just he just stepped out of the boat like you know, he knew that, you know, I'm going to either sink or swim. But 
he stepped out of the boat and began to walk on the water to where Jesus was. Now, we can also look and say, well, how far did he go? He, you know, but, but that's, that's not the, the point. The point is he had such faith that I'm just going to step out and I'm going to walk on water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what would naturally be impossible. You know, so he, he defied all laws of physics, he defied all laws of science, and he walked on water. He walked to where Jesus was. And it's all because I believe, I just believe. He just believed that he would step out of the boat and he would walk on water. That, that's faith. That is faith. And we, can, we, we should have that same type of faith. We all should. I don't know... Um, it's just natural for us to sometimes become nervous and scared and timid. But we should have that confidence in our Savior. And just, you know, just tell yourself, I believe. I just believe. I believe what, what God, he laid in my heart. I believe what God had promised me. I just believe that it will come, it will come, it will happen. So Peter, he didn't think twice about stepping off the boat. He just believed. So when we look at the entire month of January, our focus was on prayer and fasting. And the things we were praying for, the things we even prayed in secret, the, the miracle that was needed, uh, you know, those who need comfort, those who have uh, lost their way, those who just need direction, those who are seeking for some kind of a sign or something. Those who are looking for just peace. And we, we, know, we know people who are looking for peace. Those who are looking for relief from the torment of stress, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. You know, I just wish uh, the, the list would end. And, and there's, there's people who actually feel, you know, I just wish this would all end. I just wish this constant torment, like this battle in my mind, I just wish I could go to sleep in it and I never wake up. These are th things people really experience. Hallelujah. We have been focusing on our prayers these, and some of these things, and, and it's now it's time for the church to ignite our faith and just believe. Start believing in what we've been praying for. Start believing in what you've been praying for. Start believing that God is going to bring change into your home. Start believing that God's going to bring change into your community. Start believing that God's going to bring change to our city and to, to those around us. Start believing it. Just believe. Like, yeah, you may not even see anything happen, but just believe. Just believe. Just believe. I, I believe that lives are being changed even right now. Even in our own city, our community, in our homes. So what have you been praying for? And are you just, are you going to believe? Would you be willing to step out of the boat as what Peter had done? Step out of the boat of doubt and fear. And let's walk together. Let's walk together. Can we all just say this phrase, a united church is an ignited church. Exactly, a united church is an ignited church. And it's time we unite together and believe that things will, 
that we have been praying and fasting for will come true. That it's going to come to pass. Like, I, I, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just right out there. Like, maybe I should have been on that rocket, <laughs> gone to space. But I truly believe that God, God really is going to do a revival. He's really going to do a work in 2022 in St. John. And I'm just wondering if there's some others tonight that would lift their hands right now and say, God, I just believe right now. I just believe that, that there are those who are bound by chains of addictions. Those, there are those who are bound by chains of depression. And God, you're going to release them, Lord. God, that you are going to set them free. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God, Lord, oh, hallelujah, Lord. Do we still believe that prayer works? Do we still believe that his, his word is all powerful? Do we still believe these things? Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. If we look back before 1969, having a man walk on the moon was a fantasy. But in, um, but in uh, July 1969, it became a reality. It's all because a group of people came together for one common purpose, and they believed in something. And they put all their skills, talents together, and made it happen. I was wondering what would happen if a group of apostolics came together, united for one common cause and purpose. What would happen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Just believe. Church, just believe. Hallelujah. Amen. God, he is so faithful. He is. And he is so good to his people. And you are part of his people. We are all part of the body of Christ. And each and every one of us is equally important. So when there's one member that's missing, the body is incomplete. Every one of us have unsaved loved ones. I know I have some in my own family. But I believe I believe that God is about to pour out his spirit in our city like never before. And you know, we're not the only ones that believe that. We've had the, the privilege of uh, helping out a, a group with a homeless shelter. And it's been a beautiful experience. And... Um, and we've got to make connections with, with, with another church. And you could just feel their burden for our city. And, you know, they've been asking questions about the Holy Ghost, just different things. It's just, 
And it's, it's amazing that, you know, it's, this isn't just hinged on us. It's about the kingdom of God, and God wants to expand his kingdom. And church, we just need to be united. We need to be ignited. Hallelujah. Just believe. Just believe. So I asked a question a few minutes ago. How many would be honest with yourselves? And, you know, what have you been praying for in January? And I just wanted you to think about that for a moment. What you've been praying about in secret. Like maybe your spouse doesn't even know what you've been praying. It's, and it's just something that's just been between you and God. I want you to know that you're the cry in the night. God has noticed. Those moments when you're driving and the tears are running down your face, God's noticed. At the times when you've been sitting at work, God's noticed. The things have been laid in your heart, God has noticed. Hallelujah. It's just believe. Just believe. How many would say that right now? I believe. I believe that what I've been praying for will come to pass in 2022. Just basically, we're just speaking, just, just faith. You know, faith is, you know, just putting our trust in something that we can't see. That's a basic definition of faith. Just, I'm putting my trust in something that I may not be able to see, but I can tell you I've experienced enough that I know that God is there. And I know that he is so faithful. How many would agree with me that he is so faithful? You know, I'm not here to say that, you know, um, becoming a Christian has just been, uh, my life has been just perfect. It hasn't. You know, actually, we were talking the other day with some people uptown, and this homeless man said, well, you know, there, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and so I think right now I'm just uh, one of those of the unjust because <laughs> I was sharing all of his problems. But, you know, we're not exempt from life. But the good news is that we have a hope. We have a hope that we can hinge our lives on. So really, we shouldn't be worrying about things. Because um, when we begin to worry and when fear sets in, that indicates that we have a lack of trust. And just... Just believing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, just wanted to sing a song. want you to just maybe just pretend that there's no one around you and you're just in that 
that secret place and you just can say, God, help me to just believe. Help me uh, to trust you. Faith in God can move a mighty mountain. Faith in God can calm a troubled sea. Faith can turn a desert to a fountain. Faith will bring the victory. Faith in God can move a mighty mountain. Faith in God can calm a troubled sea. by this moment your need is 
Is that how you feel this evening? That Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I can't even take one step without holding your hand. And there's something I, I made a decision a long time ago that if, that if, 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 it's, if God's not in it, I don't want to be a part of it. And I just want to be exactly where he wants me to be. Hallelujah. And it's just believing and trusting him each and every day. Do I know all the answers? No. <laughs> I definitely don't know all the answers. You can ask Daniel and David that. <laughs> I do not know all the answers, especially when it came to some of their math. Whoa. But I do know this, that putting my faith in complete and absolute trust in him is the only way. Outside of that, uh, James Beckerton would make a complete failure and... And that's, that's our human nature. We just, we just have that nature about us. But when we put our faith and our complete, absolute trust in him and just believe what he says, just believe what he's been speaking into your hearts, just believe what he's been speaking into your spirit over this last, this last few weeks of just as our, our prayer and our fasting and our focus that what God's been speaking to each of you, just believe, just believe. You know, God, you, you birthed it in me for a reason. It wasn't just, it wasn't just you, know, um, you know, God's just trying to mess with us. But no, it was for a reason. Like God, God has given you something in you, and he wants you to just believe in it and to trust him. So if there's anything you get from tonight, it's just this, that I believe. I believe and I will trust him. No matter where, wherever life may bring me, I'm going to put my complete faith and trust in him. We just want to thank each of you for coming this evening. And we uh, just want to let you know that there will be a prayer on Friday night. And just uh, come. And uh, we just come together. And there's just something that, that powerfully will happen when we come together in prayer. When we're united, we become ignited. And in an ignited church, there's nothing that can stop us. Like his word says that. Like when we are ignited, there's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can stop you. The only thing that will stop you is yourself. When you're like, whoa, God, no, uh, that's, uh, that's not me. Like I don't do that. But, you know, ignite, get ignited, allow the Spirit of God to stir up within you. Stir up the gifts that he's planted inside of you, the gifts and talents that God has given you. Allow those gifts and talents to be used. And I, it, will, 
It will make a huge difference in your home, your community, and our city. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.